Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. You are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on F4W Online. It is February 28th, and it is Tuesday, which means we are chatting all things WWE NXT. And I got to tell you, man, I honestly thought that this episode of NXT was one of the best uh, recent episodes in quite a while. Um, I thought the first hour was really strong. I thought the second hour had some good things. Uh, I'm really excited about roadblock i think they did a really good job at getting me excited for roadblock something that i had like completely forgotten about until like two weeks ago so i'm so glad that they uh kind of got me really invested into the show and i think the lineup for the show uh next week looks pretty good too like i'm feeling pretty stoked heading into nxt stand and deliver so uh we will see but um we're about to get into the show before we get started i want to thank each and every single person who's watching live or listening to the replay audio of this later on uh if you guys do want to go ahead and support this podcast as always i know i sound like a broken record someone please write me a new script to promote super chats but if you guys want to send in your question or your comments or your opinions uh whatever it is that you've got for today's episode of nxt uh, you are more than welcome at any point of the show to send in a super chat and i will make sure to pull it up and get it read here on the stream but let's get into this episode of nxt because i'm pretty stoked to talk about this one so first and foremost we kick out we kick off the show with a little uh brawl uh, a bunch of the guys basically trying to go out there and answer the uh open challenge for the nxt north american championship with wesley and i like that guys damn there's so many times where we see open challenges happen and we know there's an open challenge it's, it's been promoted and then the guy goes out there and is like i got an open challenge and it's like a couple of seconds and then we hear a theme song come out uh i like that you know it to me it's a lot more realistic to have a bunch of guys trying to get their hands on the title trying to take this opportunity to get a championship so i like that they did this and we also got a little bit of uh apollo cruz and dabakato so they kind of um basically like they were amongst the melee of people and so we end up seeing uh apollo cruz basically take out dabakato and so we ended up getting the return of nathan frazier so we hadn't seen nathan frazier since about halloween havoc so he'd been out for a couple of months now and so he's back on the show here today and he ended up basically like flying over everybody and um he ended up being the one to answer the challenge and what we got here was a spe spectacular match between Wesley and Nathan Frazier. But before we get into all the details, we do got a super chat here from Danny Padilla. Uh, thank you so much to Danny Padilla who says, Hi, Denise. Is there anyone you've seen on the indies who you think would do well or would you would like to see in NXT? So um, let me tell you, honest, honestly, it's a hard question to answer for me specifically because there are a lot of guys that I personally think just benefit more from being in the indies because i feel that when you're going around and you are wrestling all of these different people and these different wrestlers i really do think that you kind of just get better and and i uh, to me 
Uh, it's hard to say I would like to see this person on NXT or this person should be on NXT because I see them on the indies and they're killing it. And I know that that's how they're going to uh, really improve. But just to give you a couple of names of like, you know, some people that I'm a big fan of that if they were an NXT, I think would be really freaking awesome. Um, I want to throw out, um, I'll start off with the ladies. I want to mention Sandra Moon. Because Sandra Moon, somebody that I've been able to see a couple of times now on GCW and LA fights when they come out here. And she's someone that, I mean, she's going out there. She's having really cool matches on GCW. But if that was something she'd be interested in, I think she'd do a hell of a job. And on the guy side of things, I really, really um, have to go with Jack Cartwheel because he is somebody that is so very very talented I think he would do amazing and would fit in amazingly on NXT but again there's a bunch of names that I think would be a great fit but at the same time they're also learning so much on the indies but thank you so much to Danny Padilla for the super chat and for sending in this question I appreciate it a whole lot um and I'm trying to think of somebody else that uh, I feel could be added to that list Nick Grosso sends in another generous super chat thank you so much to Nick who says decent show love the Gigi Dolan promo wonder if that stuff about her mother is real very good main event just tired of all the trick Williams interferences uh every mellow match he doesn't need trick uh good some great stuff here that I agree with uh, Nick uh, Nick Ross. I was about to call you Trick Grosso. <laughs> Uh, Nick Grosso, uh, I think you make a lot of really good points on here. And I cannot wait to talk about the Gigi Dolan promo because I legitimately think it was one of the highlights of period, Gigi Dolan, period. One of her highlights in WWE. So I can't wait to get into all of that. I'm not necessarily as sick and tired of the Trick Williams um you know, interferences as maybe you are, but I do think that you got a point, but at the same time, Trick Williams, it's just so part of the act with Carmelo Hayes that I think at this point, like it, it, if for example, like, I don't think he's taken away from the matches is what I'm trying to get at. I don't think he's taken away from the matches. And if that was the point, if that if we were getting too much of that, of him taking away from the actual matches, and I would agree a little bit more, but I just don't feel like his interferences so far have really kind of, you know, made me dislike a match or something like that. Uh, but thank you so much to Nick Grosso for also uh, getting us going with this super chat as well. So now let's go ahead and get into Wesley and Nathan Frazier. So as I mentioned, we haven't seen Nathan Frazier since about Halloween Havoc. He was out due to injury and now he's back. So pretty much prior to this, so the last match, the match that he was in for Halloween Havoc was that uh, that five-way ladder match that was for the vacant NXT North American title, which is where we ended up seeing Wesley become champion, and he's been champion since. Now, that one, guys, that one was a fun one because you had Carmelo Hayes, you had Nathan Frazier, Oral Menza, uh, Von Wagner, and Wesley, who were all in it. And this was a really good match. Like, it got some really nice uh, feedback from people from what I saw. But, uh, you know, Nathan Frazier was somebody that I could have seen winning the NXT North American Championship then because he was kind of on an upward trajectory and he still is clearly. Um, so, but prior to that, we were really seeing the program that kind of got him over with people on NXT was really that program that he did, that series of matches that he did with Axiom. That not only got Axiom over, but it also got Nathan Frazier over. But that's really kind of been just what we've seen from Nathan Frazier. But this time, so he's back and he ends up having this match with Wesley. And let me tell you, if Nathan Frazier 
wasn't already a favorite of yours on NXT. I feel that he's going to definitely be a favorite right now because he has, and he even looked different. I don't know what it was. Um, he even looked different, like in terms of just like his presentation. It's like he looked, he looked different. I don't know how he changed so much in a couple of months. But anyways, so when, um, so with Nathan Frazier, I really do think like this is, he's going to like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of guys that you, on the roster that you're excited about, that you're thinking, oh, I can see this person as NXT North America champion. I can see this person as NXT champion. I think Nathan Frazier is definitely going to be in that conversation a lot sooner um, than expected because every single time he goes out there, he's been doing a really great job. But anyways, this particular matchup here, I loved. So I had criticisms of Wesley's North uh, NXT North American Championship reign, and you guys know it. I ain't going to sugarcoat it. I didn't like anything that they were doing with Wesley for a very long time um, with him as NXT North American Champion. However, ever since Vengeance Day and that match that he had with Dijak, they have really, really switched things up for Wesley versus so now we had we had that match with Dijak, which everybody loved and I made sure to watch it because it was and it was really good. So I'm really glad that I made the time to watch it. And then on top of that, you um, have this match here that he did today. To me, it's stuff like this that it's going to continue because prior I felt like I almost felt like they gave Wesley the NXT North American title like just because. And now I feel like we're actually seeing him show that he is worthy of the NXT North American Championship. I don't know if I'm choosing the right words here, but uh, truthfully, I did kind of feel like I felt so differently about him as NXT North American Champion prior to Vengeance Day and where we're at now. I feel entirely different about it. Um, so I'm so happy that they're going this direction with Wesley in the sense that just go have him go out there have entertaining matches and he's gonna like you know just add so much value to the championship belt by just simply doing that and so anyway so him and Nathan Frazier so they go at it man and the reason this match was really good is because these are two guys that can do a lot of similar things they're kind of very similar where they uh you know high-flying guys they can do the cool stuff and so you were kind of seeing them go toe-to-toe -to -toe with one another here like you were seeing them almost like a mirror doing the exact same things there was like a double drop kick spot there was uh they were on the same page and they were matching each other and so that was really fun to see but then on top of that there were some moments where you're like holy shit like they're really going all out here because um there was a moment where and i literally screamed holy shit when it happened so i was eating dinner watching this match and i'm watching right eating and then all of a sudden like i see wesley go out there and he goes over the top rope freaking um flies over and i see nathan run out of the way and wesley just bam smack crashes full speed into the ground and i'm thinking oh damn bro like that must have been nasty to take or nasty to do whatever but it was such a moment though um and then we ended up seeing that again later on but something a little bit different and this time it was with nathan frazier so later on in the match you see um wesley was on the outside kind of by the commentary table and so nathan frazier goes and he like tries to do like a you know, cross body or something but instead uh 
Nate, uh, Wesley moves out of the way. And so Nathan Frazier just ends up going straight into the commentary table, uh, like face first. So it was kind of a brutal little spot for him too. But they really did a lot of good stuff here. A lot of like high flying stuff. It was so much fun to see Wesley does get the win, uh, you know, as he should, because, you know, he's the champion. Let him have his moment. And, but man, this left me wanting to see so much more with these two guys. If if they were ever a tag team, I would be on board. If they ever decide to do a full-on program with them, I'm so on board because I think you'll get a lot of really good stuff here. But uh, this was one of those matches where, here's the thing. Uh, when it comes to NXT... Some of the reasons why people, you know, tend to not want to watch the product because, you know, obviously it's a developmental, right? But it's, there are a lot of matches that sometimes you're like, oh, that was not for TV. We shouldn't be seeing that. That's not really a TV, like they're not TV ready, this and that, this and that. And I feel like that has led to a lot of criticisms for NXT and why certain people just don't want to give, you know, the NXT brand a chance, right? Or the NXT 2.0 brand, whatever you want to call it. And, but it's matches like this. This is what you want to see where it's like, yeah, these two guys are part of developmental, but these are two guys that are already going out there fully like they're pretty much TV ready to go out there and have these matches. And so for me, like this is the kind of stuff that personally I would want to see more consistently where it's like, yeah, it's developmental, but it's not so, um, you know, premature that you're thinking, oh my God, this sucks. No, like this was good. And you're seeing these two guys, you know, go out there and kill it. And I, that's what I want to get out of when I tune into NXT every week. Like this is what I want to see. Right. And so this to me was a win across the board for both guys, man. This was good. Uh, good, good opener. We got a super chat here from Heidi Ho. Thank you so much to Heidi Ho, who says, I'm glad we get another Tiffany epiphany. Uh, we did get a Tiffany epiphany today. Uh, it's actually really funny. It rhymes. It's hilarious when she says it. Uh, it's good stuff. Uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending in the super chat. Also, welcome to Adam King, who just became a member here on the F4W online YouTube channel. Welcome, Adam King. And all right, let's see what people are saying about this match here. This is from Justin, who says, what a crazy match. I had a hard time getting into Wesley for a while. It's easy to see he's got a ton of momentum now. And I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. They're finally giving us a reason. Because prior, it was like, okay, well, I'm going to cheer for Wesley because I like the guy, right? You like the guy. But they weren't really giving you a reason besides you liking him um, to really kind of root for him. And so now... I feel like they're giving you more of a reason to actually get behind him and it's working. Christopher Smith sends in his thoughts saying Wesley versus Nathan Frazier was really technical, was really technical, fast paced, flying all around the ring. It was heart pounding, nonstop action. It was good stuff, man. It was really good stuff. All right, moving on from this, we got a video package of JD McDonough. Uh, you know, he's, um, you know, been doing, uh, so he, so he is, um, he was suffering with an injury to the eye of his retina or something. And they were showing like a, a, a eye surgery thing. And he was doing the whole eye thing and this and that. Oh my God, this was so hard to watch. This was like a really good video package. But let me tell you, having to see someone's eyeball getting surgery 
ah, I was cringing just because it's hard to watch. But uh, you know what? I've been liking what they're doing with JD McDonough. I have nothing new to add right now because literally I've been liking everything they've been doing with JD McDonough. All right. So next up, we got Indashir, uh, Veer, and Sangha with Jinder Mahal, and they get a win over Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. So, you know, we are going into at Roadblock, we are going to be seeing Indashir, uh, all three. This includes gender against Josh Briggs, Brooks. I'm sorry. No, against, uh, wait, am I right on this? Hold on one second. Yeah, sorry. Against the Creed brothers. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound right. Against the Creed brothers and um, uh, Braun Breaker. So Braun Breaker's been added to the mix, by the way. Uh, they The Creed brothers went up to Damon Kemp and they were trying to recruit Damon Kemp, but it didn't work out. And so it ended up being Braun Breaker. Now, before I get to that, let me talk a little bit more about what they're doing here. So Indashir, they went in there and they pretty much get a quick, a very quick win over Briggs and Jensen. And here's the thing, like I didn't mind this at all because I feel like Indashir, they are, they've been talking the talk, but they haven't been walking the walk, right? And so this is really like, they've gotten wins the last couple of weeks. And given the fact that they've been feuding with the Creed Brothers for what feels like forever now, I personally feel like this was very much needed. Like they need to get these wins to kind of, because for me, when they were feuding with the, when they started this whole thing with the Creed Brothers, it didn't really feel like something I was interested in because the Creed Brothers to me were just on another level and Sangha and Veer, like they weren't at that level to me because they weren't doing anything to really show them at that level. I still see the Creed Brothers like way higher up in terms of rankings and stuff, but at least now they're giving them some win, some purpose, some sort of credibility so that when they do go up against the Creed Brothers, which I'm assuming they're going to do at, I don't, I don't think that this is the end at Roadblock. I think they're going to take this all the way to NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling because it, the ending has to be another, it, it has to be Sangha and Veer against um, uh, Julius and, and uh, Brutus Creed. But for me, I'm like, okay, I don't hate that they got this win and the way that they did it is very... So Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen, they've been doing the whole thing where, uh, what's his face? Um, I always get them confused. Brooks Jensen is in love with Tatum Paxley and they're doing this whole dating thing and he's distracted with his love life. And that basically leads him to, um, to messing up, to screwing up in this match. And so that is why Indashir is able to get the win here. But, um, Afterwards, we get a promo from Jinder Mahal and Jinder Mahal says that they're just ready to fight the Creed brothers and facing them. They're facing them next week at Roadblock, which ended up being a three on three match. And they're adding Braun Breaker to this. But now let's talk about the Braun Breaker portion of this. Um, Braun Breaker has been added to this match with the Creed brothers. And I don't hate this at all. I think this is actually I know that I'm not the person that wants to see the NXT champion, uh, you know, incorporated into a tag team storyline. That's usually not my go-to thing I'm usually not really that big of a fan of that but for this particular case and I think a lot of the criticism that Braun Breaker has been getting I think it's okay for this for for Roadblock for him to go out there and do something different uh because I think that's what we need right now with Braun Breaker and even just like the instant little backstage uh segment that we got when Braun Breaker ended up uh, agreeing to teaming up with the Creed Brothers even just that little interaction 
was a whole new version of Braun Breaker. Like, I don't want to say a whole new version of Braun Breaker. That's not entirely correct. But we were just seeing a more refreshing Braun Breaker where it was like, oh, he's out there. He's having fun with some with, with the guys. They're having a good time. They're joshing each other. This was fun. And so I like seeing that. I think that this could work for Braun Breaker. If, you know, maybe he were to have, you know, some homies to hang out with, you know, someone to rely on. Uh, I know that may sound really freaking random, but I really do think that they need to just add so, uh, I don't know, just add more to Braun Breaker right now because, you know, Braun Breaker has been a big topic uh, on this show and just in general when it comes to NXT. We got a, a super chat here from Jordan Booth. Thank you so much to Jordan who says, my usual greetings from the night shift here in England. Gigi's promo is extremely powerful. Great stuff. P.S. Denise, keep being a legend. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for sending in the super chat and for watching while you're at work in England. Um so jealous of you. At least you're working and you're in England. That sounds really freaking fantastic. Uh, and yes, I agree with you. Gigi's promo was extremely powerful. And uh, you, my man, keep being a legend yourself. Uh, thank you so much to Jordan for this uh, a very kind super chat. Um, okay, so let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying about this. Uh, I think for the most part... <laughs> Everyone is kind of liking what they're doing. Uh, here we go. M. Durant says, the three-man barking was a really a frat boy moment. I think he kind of needs that though, right? Like sometimes he, you just need to, because that's the thing, like the criticism is, and I'm seeing it right now in the chat, the criticism has been that Braun Breaker, a lot of people find him boring. So how else can you spice things up? Have him interact with people. Have him interact with people that you know, can maybe bring something new out of Braun Breaker. So even though it's a super, uh, sorry, guys, I confused Kiana James. Oh, my gosh. Kiana James, Tatum Paxley, just so much. So many names. I'm sorry. Thank you to Marvin for the correction. Uh, my brain's all over the place. Anyways, but specifically speaking for Braun Breaker, I really do think that having having these interactions with other people on the roster can kind of maybe just bring a different light to Braun Breaker. So I'm seeing this as a plus, and I actually saw this as a little bit refreshing. I would much rather see him team up with the Creed brothers than have to see him in some throwaway nothing match that doesn't meet the caliber or doesn't meet the standards of what an NXT champion should be doing on the show. So I'm totally cool with this, man. All right, so... Um, and we got people suggesting that maybe Braun Breaker should turn heel. I don't know, guys. I think it depends on what we do once we get closer to NXT Stand and Deliver. I know a lot of us want to see Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker, and I think that's the direction they're going to go eventually. Uh, we did get a little tease of that last week, so I do think we're going to get that. But I don't know if they're necessarily going to turn Braun Breaker heel. I don't know. I don't even know if that's the right thing to do. Truly, I don't. I don't even think that that would totally work. I don't know, man. I'm a little bit stuck when it comes to Braun Breaker. I just think that they just need to try some new stuff with him. And this was new, so. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to let it play out. I'm going to give it some time until I'm like, oh yeah, we need to turn Braun Breaker heel because I'm not there yet. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm going to let it play out and see what happens. <laughs> see how I feel from now to NXT stand and deliver. All right. Um, we ended up getting another attack in the parking lot. Shocker. Wendy Chu, poor Wendy. It's just been downhill for Wendy lately. She was attacked in the parking lot. Tiffany Stratton was blaming uh, Kaden and Katana 
thinking it was them. We don't know what happened to Wendy Chu. She was just found on the floor, holding her arm, holding her arm and uh, in pain. I mean, look, guys, at this point, it's hard to feel bad for anybody getting attacked in the NXT parking lot because they should know better by now. But either way, I feel bad for Wendy Chu because I have no idea what the plan is with her right now. Um, you know, she was doing great stuff with Tiffany Stratton. We've spoken about this so many times. And now it's like, well, what's next? You know, she she had a loss recently, not too long ago, against Cora Jade. And she was crying in the ring. And then we really haven't seen anything else. And now she's been attacked in the parking lot. So um, people are guessing that it's going to be Tiffany Stratton that attacked her. I mean, she was the one that said she had their Tiffany epiphany that it was Caden or Casey. Uh, if it's Tiffany Stratton that, if it's revealed that it's Tiffany Stratton that attacked her, I'm on board with that. Hey, circle back, bring back some of that magic between Wendy Chu and Tiffany. But it seems to me like right now, Tiffany, because we'll talk more about Tiffany in just a second, but uh, she's going a different direction right now. And we'll talk about her in just a second. But Stephen Mark truly sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Stephen who says, uh, who do you think is behind the parking lot attacks? You know what I think? I think it's just like, the place where, you know, let's say you want to take out your enemy, but like, you don't want to get in trouble for it and you want it to be a mystery. It's like the free for all. I feel it's a free for all. Like if you want to take somebody out, you do it in the NXT parking lot so that there will be no repercussions and no one will ever know because it's just a big giant mystery. Um, so, so honestly, I feel like at this point, that's the place where the, you want to commit some crimes. You want to get back at somebody you don't like. You attack them at the NXT parking lot. It's how it works. Um, that's the way that I see it. I think everybody's been, although it would be funny. It would be funny if like we just start seeing even more, like they should, they, if we start seeing like even more parking lot attacks, Oh, you know what? You know what would have been funny, but not no more. So remember when we were all trying to figure out what scripts was and what scripts was going to be before we found out that it was Reggie? Well, before that, remember like scripts was going out and like tagging up the building. It would be funny if they came up with like a person or a stable that was secretly doing all of these parking lot attacks for months. I don't know. That would be kind of funny. Maybe. I don't know. Stephen Marchulli, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, all right, so let's see what else we got here and see what um, everyone is saying about this. Uh, Dante NYC says, Wendy's gimmick definitely has a shelf life. And it bums me out. It bums me out because I really do think that there's so much potential to be had with Wendy Chu's character. Uh, let's not forget, guys, like WWE attracts so many freaking children. Like there's so many kids, you know, you do need characters like that that can, you know, be for kids, right? And that doesn't mean that just because her character could be for kids doesn't mean she can't go out there and have like banger matches. That's what she was doing. That's what Wendy Chu was doing. And so I feel bad. I do think the character to an extent has a shelf life. And but I think that they didn't milk it enough, though, like they needed to milk it more, like really use her up, you know, really, really get everything that you can get out of the Wendy Chu character before, you know, the shelf life is up. I don't necessarily think that they really took the time to do more with Wendy. They really need, I, I think there was just so much more to be had there with the with the Wendy Chu character because I never hated the character. I've always liked the character. And I know some people say like, oh, you can't take Wendy Chu seriously when she's, you know, doing that. 
but I didn't have any problems getting into her matches whatsoever. So Jordan Booth sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Jordan who said, who says, isn't Dijak meant to be all about justice? Dude needs to get his shit together and patrol that parking lot. I think he's just justice, but just for him though. Like if someone messes with Dijak, like it's just for him. Like he ain't going to go around and be a freaking daredevil or anything. Um, I don't know. Oh man, I used to watch Daredevil because I forgot who the actor was in Daredevil. Hold on a second. Um, who was it? What's his name? Daredevil T. Ah, what's the guy's name? The one that was in Daredevil. Daredevil himself. Is it Charlie Cox? That's him. Okay, well, I is it really Charlie Cox? Wow, because I had a big crush on him, and that's the reason why I would watch Daredevil. <laughs> but I never like Googled him or anything. But I was like really into him, and I would watch. I would watch the show just because of it. Uh, Jordan Booth, uh, thank you for putting that idea back in my head. Uh, William F is a brand new member here of the F4W Online uh, YouTube channel. Thank you so much to William F. We also got a super chat here from Heidi Ho. Thanks so much to Heidi Ho, who says, I'm going to start attacking people in my work parking lot just to spice things up at my job. Hey, man, you do what you got to do. If, if, if that's the way to get, you know, get that really annoying coworker, we all have them. We all have those coworkers that we just can't stand. They don't even got to say anything. And they just breathe. And you're like, I got to, I got to take them out in the parking lot. That's how I used to feel when I worked in retail. When I worked in retail, oh man, there were so many people I didn't like and they didn't probably didn't like me either. But if only, if only I had known that the parking lot was the place to be. <laughs> all right. Heidi Ho, thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it, man. Um, all right. So no, not Ben Affleck, guys. Charlie Cox is the guy. Ben Affleck, I, ben Affleck, I do not find Ben Affleck attractive at all. Uh, Charlie Cox, though. Ooh, yeah, he's good looking. All right, moving on from here. Uh, this is actually pretty funny. This is from Dan Perea, who says uh, that for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award should add the most dangerous wrestling location award next year. So the PC parking lot wins it flawlessly. I don't know any other place that would be up in the running. Honestly, like besides, like obviously besides the wrestling ring itself, what other place would get an award would be nominated for most dangerous wrestling location the nxt parking lot man they're a shoo-in for that award they are a shoo-in uh juan ortega says denise in retail let me guess hot topic no actually i wanted to work at hot topic i applied but like back in the day i applied to hot topic but they like totally rejected me <laughs> Like, I did not get the job there at all. Uh, I actually worked at DC Shoes back in the day. That was my first job. And believe it or not, I can make skateboards. Like, that's something people don't know. I can make skateboards. Like, I just have to remember how to do it. But back in the day, I used to put, like, the grip on, like, the grip tape. Like, I forget what the terms are. They taught me how to do it, so I'd do it. But I would put, like the grip on it. I would put the wheels. I would use the tools. I would cut it, you know, do the thing. Uh, and it was very hard because you have to make sure you get like no bubbles. And so anyways, I know how to make skateboards. It's like a, a skill that I learned at DC shoes. And I also know how to sell shoes. All right. So if you ever need a pair of shoes, I can sell them to you. But anyways, that was my first job and it, it was a it was a good experience. And then aside from that, I also worked at Coach Factory, a nightmare a complete and utter nightmare. Nordstrom's, 
Nordstrom's was another one. That one wasn't too bad. It was fine. All right. So um, Christopher Smith says he built skateboard at home. M. Durant says Cora Jade should commission you for her skateboard. Oh, man. I would probably I haven't done one in years, though. So I don't think I could do it anymore. But maybe if I just refreshed my memory a little bit, I think I could do it. Juan Ortega says, did he sell Sado manager of Darby Allen? <laughs> hey, man, I'll make his skateboards, man. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of, uh, let's press on. And it is time now to talk about Gigi Dolan. Which, by the way, I feel so stupid, and I'm very embarrassed about this. But I was today, today I don't know where I've been, but I was today years old when I found out that Dolan is spelled with an I and not with an A. I have been spelling Gigi Dolan's name wrong this whole time. This whole time today, I realized that it's not with an A, but it's with an I. God, but anyways, so not that it matters to anybody but me. Um, so Gigi Dolan comes out and she cuts what was a phenomenal promo. So my some of my favorite promos or recently some of my favorite promos have been where people incorporate real life situations into their promos, right? And tie it into the story. We see a whole lot of this in AEW. AEW pretty much does it like all the time. Like one of the recent ones, MJF. MJF was out there, you know, talking about, you know, his fiance leaving him. That's, you know, something that obviously it ended up being legitimate, right? So we're seeing this a lot where people incorporate their real life on um, their real life stuff into their promos. Now, I don't want to come out here and pretend that I know what Gigi Dolan's background is because I really don't. Um, but I'm assuming she wouldn't say these things if they weren't true. So um, Gigi Dolan, as you guys know, part of Toxic Attraction, but JC Jane recently turned her back on her during an, uh, during a segment in which they were doing a, a, a they were guests on Bailey's Ding Dong Hello Show. So the, the latest that we've seen has really been with JC Jane. JC Jane went out there, I think, what was it, last week or two weeks ago, and she cut this promo, and, you know, she was basically trashing Gigi Dolan. She was doing a really fine job of being, you know, but she's supposed to be a heel. And then, on top of that, we saw Gigi Dolan then attack her, and this is the first time we've actually heard from Gigi. Now, here's the thing. We've only, we haven't seen this version of Gigi. We've only seen the mean girl, Gigi. We've only seen the one that is the hot mean girl hanging out with Mandy Rose and JC Jane. We haven't seen this version of Gigi Dolan at all. So I was wondering how it was going to work out. I was wondering what she was going to be like as a baby face because I have never seen her as a baby face. This was my first time seeing her as a baby face. So I really didn't know what to expect from her. So she starts off kind of explaining how, you know, she was playing the part of a mean girl because she has demons. And I'm like, okay, that's very believable. I like that. Okay, cool. But then she says that she works this into how JC Jane knew that, that JC Jane knew these deep, dark secrets and these demons that Gigi Dolan had previously dealt with, right? Because they were friends. They were friends and, you know, they confided in each other. Gigi Dolan confided in her and told her, you know, her business, right? That's the story. So then I'm going to read this quote because this is straight from Gigi Dolan. It's part of her promo. She says, the last person I let betray me the way you did and beat me down was my own mother. 
She used me as her personal punching bag for years. When I finally got the courage to run away from home as a teenager, I was determined to show my little brother that I could make it in WWE so we can escape the constant cycle of pain and suffering. JC, you don't know the hundredth of what I've been through. Uh, she says she's been knocked out time and time again, and she's continuously gotten right back up. And then she looks into the camera and she basically tells JC, Jane to bring everything she has at Roadblock because they are going to be facing each other one on one at Roadblock. So there's a lot to kind of unpack here. All right. I did not do this promo justice clearly because when Gigi Dolan was out here talking about this and talking about, you know, it's a very serious thing, guys, to come out there and be like, you know, talking about something like this where, you know, she's talking about her mother. And the way that her mother treated her like that sucks, man, that really freaking sucks. And so this was deep. This was personal, but this was very, very passionate because as she was talking about, you know, these things, you can tell like when she was talking about how she was determined to show her little brother that she could make it in WWE. If you watch this promo, I can guarantee that all of you who to myself, the second she said this, it was like, oh my God, you instantly connected with her in a way where it's like, you saw that emotion come out of her where you could tell like she kind of had to hold it back just a little bit. And it was great stuff, man. It was so good. It's perfect. Like, I hate to say it because I don't want to be like, oh, you need a sob story to be a baby face because you don't, right? But how can you not? cheer for somebody that has been through a really shitty situation where it's like, you know, she's talking about her mother using her as a personal punching bag for years. She's talking about how she ran away from home as a teenager. She's talking about how, you know, her love for her little brother and determination for them to escape that is what basically got her to WWE. How can you not root for something like that? I know I'm rooting for it. I know everybody here is rooting for it. Uh, you cannot not root for Gigi Dolan. And so they did a really, really great job at getting us to accept that, yeah, she was this former mean girl, but this is why she was acting that way. And this is why you should now root for her and why you should be behind her in this feud with JCJ because prior to this they were both the mean girls and so they found a really great way of making Gigi Dolan uh instantly likable in case you didn't already like her <laughs> you know and so I really liked this I thought this this instantly put Gigi Dolan a couple notches uh, above a lot of people in terms of what we were seeing from her of what we're seeing from her on NXT and also I do want to talk about how like remember when they broke up toxic attraction we I, I had mentioned that I was torn I was I was 50-50 in terms of mixed reactions mixed feelings on how I felt about toxic attraction being broken up because toxic attraction I was a fan. I wanted to see them and see what they could be without Mandy Rose, right? Because so much of Toxic Attraction earlier for a full year, over a year, the focus was Mandy Rose. And so we finally were going to be able to see what Gigi and JC can do. And based off those little interactions where they were uh, arguing with each other, I thought it was really fun. 
But I will say now that I do think they made the right call to break them up because now we're just seeing something refreshing and something new um, from both of the girls. From JC, we're seeing the, you know, the you know, the bad girl, she's still thriving in this. She hasn't let it go. She's still what she was, a toxic attraction. In fact, she's now even worse. Uh, Gigi Dolan, it, it, we're seeing an entirely new version of Gigi. And so I'm now, uh, I'm happy that they ended up breaking them up now because I'm seeing the potential in what each of them can do. And I do hope that they take this all the way to stand and deliver. I hope that roadblock, I don't, I don't think roadblock's going to be the end of it. Um, I, I'm expecting to see JC Jane, uh, you know, somehow screw Gigi Dolan, get the victory, because I want to see this go to NXT stand and deliver. I feel like there's just too much with, with toxic attraction that you can do in this breakup that you should take it all the way to stand and deliver. And I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of positive that they might do that. But let's see what you the people are saying about this. So Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat. Thank you so much to Sheldon who says, Gigi's promo felt real, authentic, genuine, and real. You felt and believed it. That's my problem with JC at the moment. Her promo a few weeks ago seemed forced and unauthentic. Hope JC proves me wrong. Yeah, and we know we talked about this, right? Sheldon's still not sold on JC Jane. I hope it happens. I hope you eventually get sold on JC Jane. Um, but it is hard to compare the two promos, realistically, because it, because JC didn't incorporate any anything from her real life that we know of uh, into her promo. So I almost feel like it's kind of unfair to compare both of those promos because this one was an entirely different thing. This one, it took a lot of courage, man. Like, I, I don't know that if I was in the same situation, I don't know that I can come out and use that as part of my character. Realistically, I don't think I would be able to do that. And I don't think a lot of people would be able to do that. And she did it. And I think that takes a lot of freaking guts to incorporate it into your story, to have people speculating, wondering, trying to figure out what's real, what's not, this and that. Um, I think it takes a lot of guts to do that. And I don't think any, everybody would. Maybe some people, a lot. MJF certainly would, but not everybody would. I would have a hard time doing that. So there you go. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for sending in this super chat. It's much appreciated. Alrighty, and um, let's go ahead and I'm just trying to catch up here on the comments from everybody. We have another super chat here from Danny Padilla. Thank you, Danny. He says, sorry, Denise. I uh, know this is the NXT chat, but been meaning to ask you if you could book any series of dream matches between any one past or present from any promotion in the world. Do you have a few in mind? Oh, man, that's a loaded freaking question, man, because you could really do uh, just about anything and everything. Um, but just to kind of think of something off the top of my mind. God, can you imagine? And this is not something that can happen, obviously. But imagine if like, I'm thinking about China for some, I'm thinking about China because they, she's in my head because of the, the series that's coming out. Um, so she's kind of the first person that popped into my mind because of that. And I thought like, man, can you imagine, since you mentioned past or present, can you imagine if we ever got like China and Rhea Ripley, you know, something like that. Wow. Like that would be insane. So I'm just thinking of dream scenarios or matches that we should have seen that did it. Uh, the main one or one of the main ones rather that a lot of people have always mentioned is Sting and The Undertaker. Like we never got anything with that. Uh, there's so many Sting matches where I'm like, damn, imagine they would have done Sting and this person, Sting and that person. That's another one. Um, and 
because Kurt Angle's my favorite wrestler, one of my favorite wrestlers. I would love to see Kurt Angle mix it in with like so many guys right now, like Kurt Angle, uh, Brian Danielson, Kurt Angle. Uh, there's there's so many people that I'm like blanking right now, but Kurt Angle, Hangman Page, for example. Like, there's so many different matches that I would have loved to seen on that end. Uh, da, 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 I'm trying to think. Oh my God, there's just so many. Uh, Danny, I hope I gave you a, a somewhat of an answer, but there's just too many to even think. Like, I would have to sit here and really think about all of these different types of matchups that you can do. Uh, even like with Shawn Michaels, like, think of all the matches that. Man, all of the matches that we could have seen, you know, with a lot of the newer talent, a lot of the, a lot of the talent that's, you know, up and that's doing doing the thing right now. Uh, all of those matches, you know, with Shawn Michaels, that would be phenomenal too. There's just too many, man. There's too many. Uh, Heidi Ho sends in a super chat saying this could be a feud you could keep going back and forth for years, like Kevin Owens and Sammy. And that's the thing, like you're always going to have, like I feel a lot of what you do in NXT, and NXT and then going into the main roster, you, you if the stuff is good, it's going to stick, right? So like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is somebody, we've seen them go back and forth for years, right? Um, some of the people that I think we could see something like this down the road with is you mentioned Gigi and uh, JC, agreed. Uh, the other one, and I've mentioned this before, is Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. I think that they, if you circle back to them, I don't know, a couple of years from now on the main roster, like that could be something. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. I think that they could do a lot here with Gigi and uh, JC, just given their start and where they're at now. And uh, thank you so much to Heidi Ho for sending this in. Um, all right. So, um, oh, this is interesting. This is from Zeno Hour who says, Denise, there's a two-part interview where Gigi Dolan talks about her childhood. It's called Priscilla Kelly's Stories Part 1 and 2. I will look at that because I don't know her story. Um, and, you know, maybe one day if I get to interview her, I'll, I'll inquire about that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know her story. So I would love to know her story, man. I really, really would. Um, all right. So. Let's see what else we got. See, look at Marvin, Kurt Angle, and Kenny Omega. Man, Jordan Booth says AJ Styles, Eddie Guerrero, Christopher, Eddie Guerrero, Seth Rollins, Juan, Shawn Michaels, AJ Styles, <laughs> Ayush, Eddie, and Dominic. <laughs> okay, that was pretty funny. You see, like, there's just so many different. Uh, so many different things that you can do, right? So crazy. And yes, Jordan's asking about Gigi on Gypsy Weddings. She was on it. I've never seen it, but I know she was on it when she was like a teenager. So yeah. All right. Um, after this, we got a schism vignette. Um, Chase U. Joe Gacy is attacking Chase U. He has a really funny line. And I don't think it was meant to be this funny, but I laughed. And it was, Chase U is nothing but an uncredited school. I'm sorry, that popped me because that was like his big attack was they are an uncredited school. <laughs> Anyways, um, I understood half of this. They said Thea knows. I don't know what she knows. She knows Well, we know she was kidnapped and she's still traumatized and she's still traumatized to this day. And uh, they want to burn down the Chase U flag. They want to burn down Chase U. So they show them burning down the Chase U flag. And they say, our roots will grow deeper as we dismantle Chase U University. And it goes up in flames. And Andre Chase pops in and he's in his little school. And he's saying how he pissed off he is and this and that. So 
that's where we're at with the schism. I like this though. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm liking the schism Andre Chase thing because the way that I see it, it's like you got the school spirit people, like the people that are the preps, right? You got the preps and the jocks. And that's how I see Andre Chase's university school, whatever it's called, Chase U. And then on the other hand, you got the, the emos and the goths and the weirdos in the schism. Come on. Like we... Everybody can think of their high school experience and think of the jocks and the prep, the preps, and then uh, the weirdos in the school. So to me, that's the way that I'm choosing to see this. And it's making it more entertaining to watch because that's, I've, I've made the story differently in my head. In my head, we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing the cool kids versus the kids that are misunderstood in school. And you know what? I'm kind of rooting for the schism. You know what? I'm I'm on the side of the misfit kids, man. I like those kids. They're misunderstood. Give them a chance. Uh, anyways, but let's see what else we got. Christopher Smith says, so jocks and preps versus emos and goths. What is this, 1980? You know, by the way, Micah does it says, Denise was one of the popular kids in high school. I know it for a fact. Actually, not really. Uh, my group was more of, I hung out with like, I actually hung out with more of like the skaters and stuff. And I, I didn't hang out with like the cheerleaders or the football players or anything like that. They they weren't my crowd. They were too, they were too lame for me. Like, no way. I hung out with the weirdo kids. Uh, you know, the ones that I hung out with the weirdo kids, but my best friends weren't weird though. They were cool. Um, I, I like to hang out with the people that were just different. Like they didn't fit in. They weren't like goth or emo and they weren't, you know, preppy or anything like that. They were just ordinary people that were freaking cool to hang out with. And they're still my best friends in life. So, uh, so yeah, but I did hang out with the, with the skater kids on, on this one. But also I recently asked my sister and my brothers who are still, you know, in high school and are still in that phase. And I asked them about, you know, groups and stuff. According to them, it's not a thing anymore. Like you don't have groups that are like preps and, emo kids and brainiacs and jocks. Apparently they don't do that anymore. Apparently it's just a big giant pool of people now. So there aren't really like groups that are so defined like that anymore. Apparently, I don't know. I'm not in high school anymore. Um, all right, so uh, Zeno Hour says it's confirmed. Denise likes something involving the schism and Chase U. Therefore, Denise Salcedo is a fan of the schism and Chase U. I hate myself for that. But this is, I legitimately do enjoy this thing with uh, Chase U. So finally, we got a moment. We finally, finally like something with Chase U. There you go. Um, Tony D and Dijak, they have a quick promo. Um, Tony D challenged Dijak to a jailhouse street fight last week. Dijak is pissed that he costed him the title twice. So that makes him public enemy number one and that Tony D is a street rat. And so he accepts his challenge and we are going to be seeing the jailhouse uh, street fight. So um, yeah, that should be good. I'm looking forward to that. We also got Mako Satamora versus Zoe Stark. Um, this was actually a pretty decent match. Uh, as, as we expected, I didn't expect anything other than for it to be good. And this was good stuff. We had Roxanne Perez on commentary. She had a really good line where they were asking her about how she handles the pressure of being NXT Women's Champion. And she says, well, you know what? Pressure makes diamonds. I liked that. 
Um, this was a little bit of a slow paced match, but it was still very, uh, you know, technically sound and enjoyable. Uh, Mako Satamora gets the win. And for me, for her, for Mako to get a win over Zoe Stark is actually pretty huge because Zoe Stark has been presented very well so far on the NXT roster and she's had great matches and she's a good competitor. So to me, it was really nice to see Mako get the win and she needed to she needed to get a big win over somebody that meant something on the NXT roster heading into this match against Roxanne Perez so all good stuff um we're gonna get Mako and Roxanne Perez next week and I might as well talk now about um Tiffany Stratton so we did get a Tiffany Stratton uh I don't I have it here on my notes um anyways but we okay so Tiffany Stratton she ends up she ends up doing a um she so she has a match she yeah she has a match against katana sorry i was i was trying to figure out i couldn't forget i i completely blanked on what match she had today but there you go so tiffany stratton she had a match against katana and this was a, actually a pretty good match because you know katana was going out there was kind of a little bit of a showcase for katana even though she lost uh they did show a lot of you know her uh her high flying ability and all of the really unique things that she can do with her body uh, it's always very impressive to watch and she's so tiny but she can do all these crazy things that like just can't do um so so uh we do end up seeing her lose uh katana loses via distraction and by isla dawn and alba fire who go out there and they end up distracting her and so tiffany stratton hits a moonsault she didn't land it but she hits her moonsault she gets the win and then after this match tiffany stratton basically challenged whoever uh comes out as nxt women's champion at roadblock so a lot of us had been wondering, are we going to be seeing Roxanne Perez and uh, Tiffany Stratton at Stand and Deliver? Well, it's looking like that's what we're going to get because I'm predicting Roxanne Perez needs to defeat Michael Sa- Mako Satamora. And I am predicting that clearly we just saw, we just saw Tiffany Stratton say that she's going to face whoever uh, wins that match. So she's pretty much going to be up next from the sounds of it with Roxanne Perez. And I'm so glad because that's the direction that I think a lot of us wanted to see them go into. And they're doing that. I think that Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton are going to be a fun freaking program because Roxanne Perez is super likable, right? But then you got Tiffany Stratton who's, you know, She's also likable, but not in the same way that Roxanne Perez is because she's a heel. So she, but she's, but she's still likable though. Like she's kind of a heel that you kind of want to root for a little bit. So it is going to be interesting to see the dynamic between Tiffany Stratton and Roxanne. You know, they're going to do the whole like Tiffany is, you know, she's going to call her a little girl, you know, stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to get. But uh, we got a super chat here from Danny Padilla. Thank you so much to Danny who says, um, for all the um, masochists out there and out of sheer morbid curiosity, Kali versus Omas. <laughs> oh my God. I think that'll be like, look, here's the thing. I'm a big, great Kali fan. I'm pretty sure I've said this a hundred times on random podcasts, but I love the great Kali. And I know you guys are probably sitting here like, what did she just say? I don't care, man. I've always been a fan of the great Kali. Uh, I know I, I know what to expect from great Kali. I'm not asking for anything more or anything less. To me, he is an attraction. And so I was always a fan of his. Honestly, I would want to see Kali versus Omos. Like, sue me. I would want to see it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Danny Padilla, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, I don't think it'd be great by any means, but... It'd be fun. And I'd be rooting for the great Kali. Be rooting for him. All right. 
Although Maz is a homie though. He's very nice. And he followed me on Instagram. So I need to give him some more love, man. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what people are saying. This is from Danny who says, Alba looks more like a tweener. She joined Island Dawn, but hasn't done anything evil so far and even keeps winning clean. Strangely, she only limits herself to follow uh, Isla's, uh, Isla's order, orders. So somebody basically, when Isla brought Alba Fire over to her side, someone basically pointed out that she is like bewitching Alba Fire, where she's under some sort of spell that hasn't been necessarily confirmed, but it has been alluded to. So I think that's why, uh, you know, that's why you, you're, you're seeing that. It's pretty much Alba Fire seems to be under some sort of bewitching spell. I don't know. Someone suggested it. I agree with it. And that's what I'm running with. So we'll see. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. And this is from Justin who says, uh, Roxanne and Tiffany are a perfect match character wise. That would be a really fun feud. I agree. I really agree. All right. Um, we ended up getting uh, Soruka versus Electro Lopez. This was a pretty uh, quick match. Uh, Soruka defeats Electro Lopez. And um, yeah, I, I didn't pay attention too much to this one. Match number five, we already spoke about. Um, and then we ended up getting, so we already spoke about the match with uh, Tiffany Stratton. So let's get into Axiom versus Hank Walker. This was all Axiom, guys. Axiom went out there and freaking just got a phenomenal win over Hank Walker and just showed once again what Axiom can do. He gets the win. Afterwards, he like gives some kind words to Hank Walker and tells him to keep fighting that he's special. Um, this was probably my favorite Hank Walker match that we've seen on NXT. So I've got nothing bad or anything to say about this match. I thought it was enjoyable and it made Axiom go out there and just remind us what he can do. It was fine. Uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, we are going to be grading Grayson Waller and a Shawn Michaels segment at Roadblock. And that was officially confirmed today. So we'll see what they do there. I'm very interested in seeing the direction in which they go. I have no idea what to expect. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And last but not least, we got the uh, main event. Carmelo Hayes versus Tyler Bate. Damn, guys. I don't know what to say. Other than this match was phenomenal, this was really good. Uh, it bums me out that Tyler Bate is on developmental. Like, he's been in, you know, obviously he was in NXT UK for forever, which is unfortunately not. <sighs> unfortunately, I feel like it does kind of feel like a little bit of a waste of time sometimes when you think about the grand scheme of things. But I just really do think that Tyler Bate is phenomenal. I think that he should be on Raw, I think he should be on SmackDown. I think he should be at a higher level right now just because he is incredibly talented. Uh, but this was very entertaining, man. Him and Carmelo Hayes had a really nice match. Uh, I want to put over the uppercuts that Tyler does. They just look great. He hits a suplex. He goes for the pin. Uh, we got to see a lot of that. Uh, Tyler Bate doing the airplane spin on Carmelo Hayes. We... um. What else do I want to get at? We got uh, Hayes hits Tyler Bate with a knee. We see uh, a lot of really good stuff. The leg drop from Carmelo Hayes to Tyler Bate. Eventually, Hayes gets the win. Um, this is this was along the lines of how I felt earlier about because I don't want to say developmental for Tyler for Tyler Bate because he's already like past that level. For Carmelo Hayes, he's doing so well. And so for him to have matches like this with somebody like Tyler Bate, I feel like it just really 
adds like this feels like he's actually growing out of this match but again he should tyler Bates should just be someplace else man he's 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 on another level and but i liked what this did i love this match this was great carmelo hayes man we're rooting for him to become NXT champion. I really hope that's the direction we're going in for NXT Stand and Deliver. It seems like it, but again, we don't really know until they actually start to really, really go for it. We've had some teases, but that's a bit about it. Um, this was great stuff. What can I say? If you're going to go out of your way to watch NXT, I'd suggest watching Carmelo Hayes, Tyler Bate, and then also the opening match between Nathan Frazier and Wesley. Uh, NXT Roadblock is next week. Here are the matches that have been announced for Roadblock. We're getting Roxanne Perez versus Mako Satamora for the NXT Women's Championship. Like I said, expecting Roxanne Perez to get the win and then go on to a feud with Tiffany Stratton. We're getting a six-man tag team match between uh, Jinder, Veer, and Sangha against the Creed Brothers and Braun Breaker. I'm really hoping that the Creed Brothers and Braun Breaker do not lose this match because I would hate that. Um, I would hate if they... If they lost this match, I would hate it. Uh, JC Jane versus Gigi Dolan. Because I want to see this feud be extended, I'm going with JC Jane here. Uh, I do want to see this feud be extended, so I'm predicting JC Jane's going to get the win next week. Uh, Andre Chase versus Joe Gacy. I don't know, guys. I don't know what to expect from this. This one, I, I can't even give you a prediction, guys. I have no idea what to expect from Chase U and the schism. I just hope this match is enjoyable. Uh, Jack versus Tony D'Angelo. Um, Jailhouse street fight. This should be fun. Tony D does really good in these street fights. And I think Jack should get the win, though. I think Jack definitely needs it. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. I think that the roadblock uh, card for next week is looking pretty spot on. So, Anyways, guys, that is NXT uh, February 28th. I want to thank you guys all so much for tuning in. And also, just a heads up, guys, if you want to listen to the audio version of the show, I always forget to let you guys know that it is up on Spotify. You can listen to the audio on F4W online. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is search up the name of the podcast and you can find it. And I always forget to tell you guys, but you need to know it's also available on audio format. Other than that, I will be here tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. It is the go-home show um, for Dynamite heading into um, AEW Revolution. I will be at AEW Revolution this weekend. I'm really really excited about it. Uh, I'm going to be getting tons of content tomorrow. I'm going to be doing an interview with Action Andretti. Um, I cannot wait. I'm very excited to talk to Action Andretti. And I'm going to be posting that interview tomorrow. So keep an eye out on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo for that interview. And then also Keep an eye out for all of the Revolution content that I will be posting on the channel as well. Uh, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And also do not forget to subscribe here to F4W Online. And also I just dropped a video of the latest that is up right now. Jericho talks about whether or not he wants to return to WWE. If he would want to return, uh, the answer is no. But he gives a lot of reasons as to why. You can check that out. Kenny Omega did an interview with Renee Paquette. And 
And uh, I pretty much summarized all of that down into that video on the latest. And he basically, um, you know, talks about the all out brawl doesn't give like too many details, but he does talk about uh, why he thinks certain things went down. And so you do get a lot of stuff from the, from it. Um, there's a lot more on there on the latest episode of the latest. All right. See you guys next time. Goodbye, everybody. See you tomorrow.